Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, a show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of the of the Compass Daily Bible Podcast. What on earth are you doing? I don't even know, man. It's just the words <laughs> started that? coming out of my mouth and I couldn't stop them. And it was like, might as just, well just go for it. Rename the podcast, change it all up. It's, it's Monday after all. So it is. Do whatever it's, you want. That's a Monday intro. It's and our welcome. day off. The Daily Bible Podcast. It is our day off. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, Pastor Rod, you're having a good Monday. I hope you're doing the same. <laughs> walking around your pajamas drinking cocoa often what i do that's often what i do is cocoa and uh and pajamas on mondays <laughs> no there, there are worse drinks and worse things to wear well yes that's true that's true but uh yeah for the sake of our audience we'll just move move on past that um yeah it's uh it's monday we hope you're having a good start to your week and uh, your work week at least i guess our, our weeks all started yesterday at church um, that's right and that's the way uh, it's supposed to start that is the way it's supposed to start and today's monday the uh World Series shifts now to Arizona today. Oh. And so we got game three in Arizona tonight wow. between the Texas Rangers and the bad guys. <laughs> who are you who are you rooting for, Pastor TJ? I, I have no idea. The Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah. So uh you think they'll win this year? Do they have an actual chance? Or Dude, I are they gonna throw it like they did that one time? I, listen, I was watching the game on uh on Friday night. And the, the comeback game in extra innings, the walk-off home run, it, that was a high point in my life. Like getting, your mar- life. getting married, having kids, oh, man. seeing the walk-off home run. Second to this. Oh, man. All that second to the walk-off home run. Dude, I don't know Watch if... Watch out, Amanda. I don't know if you know how much of a, of a diehard Rangers fan I am. Like, this is... This is big. This is big. Wow. This is really big in my life. You know, and, it's funny. Uh, I didn't realize that they're in the World Series until you told me on Saturday. So I'm I'm excited. I mean I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hometown home team kind of guy. That's good. That's good. I'm excited for this. It's a good time to jump on the Rangers bandwagon. I'm gonna We've do, got I'm, room. I'm gonna buy a shirt can, or something. You can get on board. Build me a tattoo. Oh man, it's been I've been a fan forever. And in 2011, they broke me. They just crushed me. Yeah, and I uh, you, t- you talked about it in a yeah, sermon. I'm not digging mistaken. back out of that for the last uh, what 13, 12 years, and and now we're back in it. And do you I, notice that every time you talk about this, you start shaking a little bit? I, you know, PTSD is real, bro. The heart rate raises when I'm watching the game. I have to watch it on mute because I don't like listening to the announcers talk about the other team. I so I watch it on mute and uh, wow, very yeah. meditative, dude. It's uh, it's a it's an event. It's an event. Yeah. Wow, that's great, man. Yeah, I'm excited for like, you. Like I like football. Hockey's probably my number two sport. Like I'm a I'm a big I Dallas Stars fan. Never have guessed that in a million years. Well, because I started watching them in '99, which is when the Stars won the Stanley Cup. So Uh-oh. watching a team win a championship it like hooks you and and that would that's what drives you in so hockey's probably number two football would be number three and basketball's a distant fourth for me wow yeah so baseball that one's evident your your second love is a far cry from the first well yeah yeah i've never even seen you wear anything related to the i've got i've somewhere in my office here i've got a puck and a replica of the dallas star stanley cup that they won but that yeah i guess i have seen that somewhere anyways yeah so but we're not here to talk about sports Although we could, I, I would do a sports podcast on the side. I would be able to encourage you. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump into the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 27 and 28. Let's do it. 27, 28. Happy about this one. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
chapter 27, this one is basically a, a warning against false prophets and a warning to the false prophets. And uh, again, 597 BC is the, is the time frame that we're dealing with here. Um, and, uh, and God does something interesting in having Jeremiah put this yoke on. Um, and so think of a, a yoke like that would go on a pair of oxen. Uh, and that's what Jeremiah wears. And God is instructing him and telling him um, that he is, uh, is, is demonstrating through this, the captivity that God was going to bring his people into. And here comes a false prophet who uh, breaks the, the yoke off Jeremiah and says, that, that's, that's not true. Actually, that's not going to happen. God's going to bring us back and it's going to be just a blip on the radar. This is just a short-term exile that we're going into, but God's going to make everything right. We're going to be all good. And, uh, and then God responds back very uh, abruptly and strongly in chastising the false prophets and warning the people of Israel against listening to them. Yeah, helpful. Uh, one one quick note, uh, you mentioned it at the front of the podcast here, or the front of this chapter, 597, give or take, is where we're at. Uh, yesterday's reading, we were in six, approximately 609. Before that, we were in 605. And so I just want to remind you, this is not chronological. Uh, right. All these things are... Th- thematically connected so there's a theological connection to these chapters but they're not chronological right we're going to take jeremiah uh chronologically you'd have to reorder the chapters which we're not going to do obviously but i just want you to be aware of that as you read uh it's probably helpful to read them as self-contained units that that probably releases you a little bit from saying okay what's the context what's happening here but just so you know it's it's out of order right now yeah and and we touched on false prophets in kind of the the individual level a couple episodes ago but how about Big picture is what would this look like today for us? Is there a present day or modern day application for us as we think about something like what's being dealt with here in chapter twenty seven? Man, I could think of at least five, but I'll just, I'll just do one. Yeah, I would say my my biggest takeaway when I read sections like this, I often think about the. I guess we've talked about this, and, and I guess I don't want to sound like a beat a beat drum, but this is it. I want to make sure that I am clinging to the truth of God's word and not to the. I don't want to uh, Fox news, uh, those who talk about stuff on CNN or MSNBC mm. or whatever else they're, they're projecting, uh, they're projecting a, a world war three and that's legitimate. I, I suppose that's, that's possible. You know, there could be a world war three where America uh, can, uh, yeah, you, you know, all that what's happening right now. I don't want to be shaken by the potential threats and the potential. I mean, this is exactly what scripture says wars and rumors of war. So I, I want to be tethered to what God's word says. I want to hear his truth and I want that to filter everything else I hear. I don't want to hear the news or read something else that governs the way that I feel or think about the world around me. I want scripture to do that. So like, uh, like Jeremiah, I guess I want to be, I want to be faithful to, to God and to his word. And I want that to govern my feelings, my thoughts, my everything about the world around me. Yeah. And our, our litmus test is God's word, right? And that's what was coming through Jeremiah at the time. And this prophet was standing up claiming to speak for God and speaking what was contradictory to God's word. Right. And so uh, that's important for us too, Christian. If you open up Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use, Spotify, whatever it may be, and you search Christian podcasts, like the there's a blessing in the abundance of resources that we have out there available to us, but there's also a grave danger in the abundance of resources that we have out there available to us. You need to be discerning um, and make sure that anything that you're taking in is 
in keeping with God's word, when we have people coming in and speaking on authority as a pastor or a, uh, a ministry leader of some sort or a ministry personality, as so happens on the social media world sometimes, if, if their message is not agreeing with scripture, then you're in a danger zone there and they need to be rejected outright. No, no We're not giving grace in this situation. Uh, if, if the message runs counter to scripture, then this is a dangerous situation and you need to cut that off and, and get it out of your life because God's word is the ultimate litmus test for us and it takes i mean it takes a lot for us to grow in our skills of discernment yeah i mean we have to practice that over and over again and that that's going to happen through your through your lifetime which gives all the more urgency to your time in the word if you're going to discern the truth from the false you have to just know it there's no shortcuts yeah yeah well, we get into chapter 28 and we see what happens um, when someone is uh, purporting to speak for the Lord and the reality is they are speaking lies and you have this man, Hananiah, the false prophet. Now, again, this is important to remember that these names that we read may sound familiar to you like Hananiah. Oh yeah, I know Hananiah. Well, you may remember Hananiah from uh, the book of Daniel. Hananiah was one of the exiles taken away. That's not the same guy here. So uh, just like we have multiple Johns, multiple Stevens, multiple Joes, uh, there were common names in the Old Testament. So it's important for us to realize and understand who we're talking about as we're doing some of this reading and studying. But this man was saying again, hey, this is going to be no big deal. Within two years, verse three, I'm going to bring the people back to this place and the vessels of the Lord's house are going to return too. So he's contradicting Jeremiah. Again, he is standing up purporting to speak for God and he's speaking contrary to what God has spoken through his prophet Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah responds and says, hey, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself because things are going to get bad. And he introduces the litmus test in verse nine. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word that the prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. Okay, well, let's let's see. Let's see if this is going to take place. And you don't have to wait long because God through Jeremiah prophesies about what's going to happen to Hananiah. Hananiah is going to end up judged and judged severely, taken into captivity, and he would uh, end up uh, suffering an end and his life would end in captivity as a result of his uh, false prophecies, claiming to speak from God when he, he didn't speak for God. Yeah, this is much the same stuff that we've read so far. Right. We're just saying the opposition against Jeremiah is replete. There's a, there's lots of it. And Jeremiah is withstanding the, the tumult, which is great. It's commendable. Right. And that's what we should hope for ourselves. Tumult. That's a word. That is a word. It's a word we sing, right? The tumult of her wars. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I guess so. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Tumult. Well, hey, let's jump to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Jump. I want you guys to all Jump. <laughs> jump. <laughs> Jump around, jump around. Yeah. Isn't that the crisscross or is that House of Pain? Uh, I think it's crisscross. I want to make you jump, jump. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. a different one. Did yeah. you ever do that? Did you ever wear your clothes backward? Nope. Never? Nope. Okay. Neither did I, but I wanted to. Did you? I did. Yeah. Because that, that crisscross, man, that was cool. Yeah. Things that were cool, dude. Things that were, speaking of things that used to be cool that are no longer cool or ever were cool. Actually, I think this is this was unique to my, like, just my middle school. Okay. It was a thing where in PE, the, the, <laughs> I don't you, know if you're I want to, I don't know if I want to share hilarious. this anymore. Now I started, I can't stop. Yep. The guys would wear their, so they, they'd wear your sweatpants, right? Your sweats. Yeah. And then you'd wear your shorts over the sweats. Super cool. That's what we did. You Every, should, everybody did that. You should do that on Sunday. Uh, okay. This next Sunday, this you should night, yeah, lead so. worship like that. All right. Hey, I'm going to let everyone know. You told me. No, don't I'm do following that. my, my let's, let's pastor's leadership here. Yeah. No, I, I never wore my clothes backward. Uh, on Friday night at the our, the football game we went to, my son Jonathan was wearing his sweatshirt backwards with his hood over his face because it was awesome. raining. 
as he was trying to walk down bleachers. <laughs> Not a good combination. You can still see through it enough. Ah, uh, can you? I mean, yeah. A wet sweatshirt. I, oh, okay. If it's no. wet, that, that makes it harder. Yeah. yeah. We stopped him pretty quickly. It was like, hey, let's make better choices for life. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. That's parenting right there, right? I mean, it's like some of it's just low-hanging fruit. It's like, that. that's easy. God, I got this one. <laughs> I can tell him not to do that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Second Timothy chapter 4, um, the Apostle Paul encouraging Timothy, uh, giving him guidance, instruction, good nuggets here in chapter four, for sure. Uh, the, the first one being the readiness to preach the word of God in season and out of season. In other words, Hey, if you're wondering what's the job of the church, primarily, no matter what the, the, the culture says, no matter what the times say, no matter what the season says, no matter what is going on geopolitically, our job as the church is to preach the word. We are not preaching our opinions. We're not preaching a culture. We're not preaching a political pundit point of view. We're not preaching a nationalistic sermon. We're preaching God's word. Mm. That's our charge. That's what we're supposed to do. Why? Because go back to second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17, because it's the word that contains the power to make us complete for every good work. That's going to do it. Not our wisdom, not anything else like that. And and the contrast is those that want the, the their ears itched. Um, and that's not just the easy believism and comfortable sermons. Those are the people that have their ax to grind, that want the pastor to preach their their point of view. They want their brand of, of politics to be championed from the pulpit. They want their brand of, of um, you know morality to be, be championed from the pulpit. And look, some of those principles will come through if we preach the whole counsel of God's word. Right. But our call is to preach the whole counsel of God's word, not to preach a corner of opinions that emerge out of God's word. Yeah. And Paul's, Paul's charge to Timothy is, hey, beware, man. There's, there's a time coming. And I yeah. think we're in it. When people just want to have their ears itched or their yeah. ears tickled. They, they just want to hear the things that they want to hear. And man, I, I feel like we're probably, if not fully in those days, <laughs> probably since the days of Paul. But man, we, I feel that. Yeah. I feel the pressure to 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 be careful with how I phrase what I phrase and not to say that we should be indiscriminate and reckless in how we preach. Obviously that's not what Paul's saying here, but that, that does mean uh, our job is not to necessarily make you feel good. Right. Uh, our job is to be faithful to the one who gave us this responsibility. And that, that will often mean as Paul here lists, uh, a time is coming oh, before that verse two preaching the word means reproving rebuking those are those are not fun words nope. no one wants to be reproved or rebuked uh, that also means exhortation that's a that's a good thing go get it go do it church um, with complete patience and teaching so our demeanor is to be patient as we continue teaching mm. with the in, intended goal of reprove rebuking and exhorting yeah yeah and if we do this faithfully we can have confidence that uh, Paul had here when he says towards the end here, look, I've, I've, I'm nearing the finish line. Paul understood as he was writing to Timothy, whether it was that God had given him a, a specific understanding and conviction of this, or just, he was, you know, being able to see the, the writing on Read the wall, the writing on the wall, right? Yeah. He knew his life was drawn to a close. And so he's writing to Timothy and says, I'm, I'm, looking back over the, the time since I've been saved, I, I feel like I'm, I've done what God wants me to do. I've finished the, uh, the fight. I've finished the race. I've fought the good fight. And this reminded me of, of Philippians chapter three, when Paul wrote there to the church at Philippi saying, I, I haven't, I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I haven't laid hold of this yet. So I'm going to keep straining forward and in straining towards the, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And here you see him towards the end of that, where he's about to take hold of that. And just a cool picture of the apostles confidence in his standing in Christ. Yeah. Which speaks to a clear conscience. Yeah. He lived in such a way where he, he could die ready. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's so helpful for us, man. We, we want to die that way. We don't yeah. living is fantastic. Dying is better. Yeah. And we, if we believe that, because we know that we're going to be with Christ, 
that really gives so much more meaning and purpose to the day mm-hmm. by day that we do. And then find yourself a good church where you can do this, where you can have a legacy, a clear conscience, where you're ready to die. You feel like you're prepared for that. Find pastors that aren't going to tickle your ears. Find pastors, find a church that's going to tell you what you need to hear and not only what you want to hear. Yeah. Sometimes what we want to hear is helpful. We need that encouragement. We need to be told who we are in Christ. And that, that, that's well and good. We need that. But at the same time, you need a pastor who's willing to step on your toes and kind of get into your kitchen a little bit. Find yeah. that person so you could die well. Yeah. Yep. Something kind of cool in the rest of chapter four, we see some reconciliation or evidence of reconciliation here in chapter four, verse three, when uh, Paul is giving some final instructions. He says in verse, uh, not verse three, sorry, that was a footnote I was looking at. Verse 11, Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. Mark Kogan. Mark Kogan. Yeah. Uh, he misspelled your name, Mark. He used a K. Mark with the K. Yeah. Um, no, but he says, get Mark. And why is this evidence of reconciliation? Well, remember back in the book of Acts, Paul and Barnabas were on a missionary journey together and, uh, they had a a sharp disagreement as it were. And, uh, the, at the heart of the disagreement was whether or not to bring John Mark with them on the the next leg of the journey, because he had abandoned them earlier in their, their pursuits. Mm. And so at that point, Paul didn't want to bring Mark because he didn't feel like he could trust him anymore. And, understandable. Uh, yeah, understandable for sure. But here he's now asking for Mark and this is the same Mark. He's saying, hey, get Mark and bring him with you. I, I, I want to see him towards the end of his life, towards the end of his time there. Mm. And so just a, a cool reminder to us that reconciliation is possible within the, the, the bounds of Christian community. Yeah, I really like that as Paul's preparing to die. He, he's saying, hey, get, bring me my books. <laughs> give me my yeah. books and my parchments. Yeah. That's my kind of guy right there, man. I like that. It's like, yeah, God, give me some. And we don't know. Probably there's there's some there's Septuagint in there. Maybe that, that would make sense. Maybe some letters he's working on. We don't know exactly what the books contain, but it's really right. cool that even as he prepares to die, he's thinking about uh, educating himself, learning, maybe studying the word and preparing to help and further the churches on beside him. Yeah. Yeah. And the confidence that we can have uh, as well as we've, we've talked a lot about opposition in the past couple of episodes, but look at verse 17. Uh, right after verse 16, he said, look, my first defense, no one was there. But verse 17, he says, but the Lord stood by me. Um, church, if we're faithful, we can have that confidence too. And uh, not that you're going to see Jesus in your toast or see Jesus in a, a tree trunk or anything like that. But he's with us and he will stand with us and he will stand with his faithful bride. If, if we are faithful as a church, we can be confident that God is going to be with us through that and through the opposition that we encounter. And that's going to enable us to endure. That's so right. uh, we pray that we would be such a, a faithful lampstand here in this community. Indeed. Yep. Well, we'll catch you again tomorrow, y'all, for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Mm-hmm.